Hey Mike, how you doing this week? Uh, this week has been pretty good, but today was a terrible day for me, to be honest. What up? So, I got my car fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to get service. You know, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, so, I have a Honda. Um, they actually come, pick up my car, and bring it back. Amazing service. So, now I don't even got to leave the house. Okay. But today, my two front windows can't, you know, they can't, like, move down. They only, they, they're stuck. So, they were supposed to fix it. Got my car back. I paid. Um, check the windows. The windows are still stuck. Where they Wait. Are. How long has this problem happened for? Like, how long was it? I want to say it's probably a little over a month. Bro, your windows won't go down or they are, have been open this whole time? No, no, no. They just been, they've been up. So it's, it's been shut the whole time. Oh, so it just won't come down. Yeah, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If it was down? No, 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 no. no. I, I would have been fixed that day. No, but like, what, what's going on here? Like, didn't you send the car there for a service and to address that? Like, what are they doing about it? Yeah, I, I looked at my invoice. I saw a part bought covered with warranty. But then when I'm pressing the buttons, nothing's happening with the windows. That's kind of weird. Yeah, so I you guys I left the message. You definitely gotta send that shit back. Oh, most definitely. I sent I left the message, but like the thing is that I I need my car for the next few days, the next few upcoming days. So I'm probably gonna have to wait till a few days after. That's bullshit, man. Like honestly, I'm pissed. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pissed, bro. They charge you for it, and then they didn't fix it. And then they yeah. drop the car back off. Like these dealerships, man. I cannot, I cannot stand them, man. Like th- at, when the, you need them, they're not as on point as they are when you're trying to buy a car from them. I always feel like whenever you're buying a car, they'll do whatever they can to, you know, sell you a whole bag of goods, and then you buy the car. And then once you have an issue, look at this. Oh, they are, they will text you, they will call you, they will check up on you, they'll follow you on Instagram, right? But then when the purchase has been made, you're gone. And you drive, and you're, yep. Oh, that's it. They'll check up on you one time after the purchase. Hey, how everything's going? Oh, great. So if you need anything, let me know. And then after that, they just go ghost. Bro, I'm telling you, I've had a really bad experience with them. You have to be on top of them. With this situation, if you're not on top of them, they will just let it go. They would really will. And then they'll probably try to pin it on you too. It's crazy. You got to do something about this. I was going to say, because with me, what happened was um, I got a ticket because my ownership was photocopied. Cause they didn't, uh, the car dealership didn't send it. So I got a ticket for it. Yeah. I went, I went to court and I fought it, but no, you actually, no, you're right. You gotta, you gotta be on there. You gotta follow up with them constantly. Do not let it slide. Do not wait. Cause if you do, they'll, they'll, they'll wait. They'll take their time. Mike, That's what I learned. Like they gave you a photocopy version of the ownership and you just left with it. You never went back for it. 
No, they said that I, I don't know what happened, but they said they were only able to give me a photocopy of it. I don't know why. I honestly, I don't remember. But they said, oh, yeah, we were we sent in the mail. It's fine. It's fine. So I said, OK, cool. And then I got stopped by the police and they're like, hey, you know, you can't have a photocopy version. You need the original copy. So, yeah, I, I but I still I fought, you know, I fought it. I didn't have to pay the ticket, so. No, man. This is the same dealership where you bought the car from? Yeah. Bro, this is not proper. A photocopy version of the ownership, and you drove off the dealership with it? No, no, but this is like a, this is a legitimate, it's not one of those side ones with the triangle flags, okay? It's not one of those. No, 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 no. They're moving like one of them. They've been, yo, honest, I've never heard anyone getting a photocopy version without the original. Like, I personally asked for a photocopy version to have in the car from the dealer. But, like, come on, not the original? That's, that's kind of weird. At the end of the day, I got the original. Like, I didn't have to pay those tickets. Yo, and then, you know, fast forward to now, and you have stuck windows still. After you send it there, these guys aren't on point, man. You may want to look for another place. No, this this was a different place. I bought the car like two, like an hour and a half away. Mm. But the dealership I bring, I brought it to to get it fixed. It's a different one. So, so it's a Honda issue. Hmm? I had a bad Honda experience too. I definitely will not be getting into it. But that's three times I've heard some suspect stuff going on at a Honda place. Uh oh, <laughs> Honda Honda sales down, crash. Yo, I'm not doing anything. Like, trust me, I have no influence like that. But um, yeah, like, have you been going on your run still? You, I know a few weeks back we were talking about you getting stuff to keep you warm during the runs. Have you been able to get anything? You know what's so crazy? I actually uh, I went on one today. Because mm-hmm. today seemed like it's gonna be one of the last few warmer days warm um, eh? because we're getting well like we can i can i will actually sweat but yeah i actually went on today i had a good a good time i did i think it was 8k 8k at the pace of i think it was like 623 were you running the whole time yeah I, i jogged the whole time impressive impressive Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to do all those. Mar- I'm getting ready. And next year, spring, fall, getting ready for those marathons. This guy's trying to be like Mo Farah. <laughs> I'm trying to get in the Olympics still. You know, that's my the last thing I could probably accomplish and maybe medal in. So wait, medal in? <laughs> As Hey, Don't make me laugh, man. Hey, Don't make I me have laugh. the tiger, okay? <laughs> I have the tiger. Yo, man, you got to chill, man. You know Rocky was fake, right? He's, he's in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yo, and he has a statue in Philadelphia. It's crazy. No sense. <laughs> Yo, I actually saw it, man. There's a huge line, a huge line to take pictures of it. Insane. Is that, is that even fair? Like, why are we idolizing... Things that are not real. Bro, the amount of people that run up those stairs too is a thing. I don't know why, but 
I guess it's the story, you know, the underdog story. People love underdogs. And yeah. I think that Rocky is one of the ultimate underdog movies. And he's, you know, he's a Philly man. So I guess it's just something that they feel truly strong about. Well, yeah, because even Nutty Professor ran up those stairs, remember, in the movie? Yeah, that's such a long time ago, man. I barely remember that Dave Chappelle was in it. Like, now you're trying to tell me to remember him running up the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess we'll get into it. So, welcome to uh, Knowledge and Nonsense, everybody. This is episode 32. You guys can... Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Follow us on KNN Podcasts at IG on, or on IG. And follow us on Twitter at KNN Pod. So, I guess where we'll start today is the TTC. Last month, they had mentioned that they were going to be cutting back on some routes and how it wouldn't have that detrimental of an impact on service time. But now, what's going on is that, as of November 21st, they're realizing that the vaccine mandate is kind of coming back to bite them in the ass now. So they're talking about further decrease in service time, and they're also talking about lessening the amount of times that the Line 2, which is the Blur Danforth line, operates. This is kind of interesting knowing that they're pretty rigid about the vaccine mandate. Now they're giving a lot of people extensions, and there's a lot of pushback from the general public. A lot of people saying that this is caused, there were already delays already, and they are really scared about there being greater delays, how this impacts their employment, etc. It's going to be a long winter, man. It will be. And... I just don't understand their mandate because a lot of those passengers, a lot of those riders are potentially could be people that do not have the vaccine. So what's really the purpose? Like you're trying to protect the riders. Is that the case? But at the same time, the riders could be the one that could be uh, could be passing on the virus to others. And Ron, those waits, uh, those delay times, it, they look bad. Like if I was a person that had to use the TTC to get to work, to help transport my kids to school, or if even if I was a student, oh man, I would be upset, super upset. Yeah, like I've been a bus man. I was a bus man for a long time. And those delays, like we were in Brampton, right? So Brampton didn't have as as active a service as what is it, Toronto did. And like I had a lot of issues with that. So a city like Toronto, which is not typically used to having a bit slower service, them now having slower service, like it, it's just not doing it for them. This is just making things a lot harder for people that you know are already having a hard time due to covid uh winter is coming that means that people are going to be outside for a lot longer they really need to figure out what they're doing here to some degree knowing that a lot of them riders can and obviously we don't know how many of them 
aren't vaccinated, but the fact that we know that some are, it kind of makes it weird that there is such a strong mandate for, you know, even the bus drivers. I feel like they may need to relax this until they can, you know, figure this out. You just raised a great point. I think that they need to put this mandate on a pause just on the fact that winter is just around the corner and it is starting to get really, really cold. And it's that time of the year where for some reason, the wind, it feels like you're in a tornado or in a windstorm every day you step outside. And just think of all the individuals that use the TTC, right? Mm -hmm. We got the elderly, we got the young, we got mothers. I, I, I see ladies that are pregnant taking the bus, right? So young children, just, I don't, you know, you're going to have them outside for additional time, time that's even for some lines, for some routes, routes, sorry, um, it could be over 10 minutes, right? And when it's negative 10, negative 15, I, it, it, that's terrible. And remember, some of these guys are going from, Sometimes their their uh their their whole trip one way could be close to an hour, so because mm-hmm. I know Ron when when we were in school, my trip to school, <laughs> yo, it was a long trip, right? So yo, I know, man, I know. I, I was lucky to live as close as I did. And even that would be long. Yeah, like once you once you have to take maybe like two a bus or a train when you have to take combinations of things that's when you start to push an hour it's very time sensitive too you know like you want like most people don't prepare to leave hours in advance you know to make it to where they go they usually have the you know the bus app that'll tell them when to leave to catch everything right so now this just increases the amount of time that you're going to be on transit and who's to say that you will even get on Based on my experience, especially with Brampton buses, there was only a few Brampton buses, like when I went to York, that left the city, you know, to get to York. My God, the bus would always be packed. Yeah. Can you imagine if three, four buses drive by you before you get on one and you're already waiting for extended periods of time? That's going to be causing a whole heap of, like, aggression towards the bus drivers, you know? Yeah, especially the ones that drive by the people like the the bus driver that comes that does pick them up. They are always the one that gets the aggression. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah, because uh, I remember because uh, there, there were only two Zoom transit buses that would leave from York to head to Brampton. And Ron, mm-hmm. those lineups, it the line would bend to like where like close to like the parking lot area. Right. And don't then, even remind me, man. And if and if you had to if you wanted to catch the bus outside of that stop, you would always miss it. It would always be passing you. Ron, when the bus passes you and you need to get on it, it's one of the most depressing feelings someone could ever Bro. have. Like, ouch. When I started this job, it, it was this is not a TTC one. This is a Mississauga Transit. So when I started the job that I'm currently in, um, there was one night I was working till about 10 o'clock. Okay. The bus came at like 10.08. That's like exact time it would come. 
so I was always ready, running down the stairs, got to the bus stop. 10.08 comes, no bus. Okay, like absolutely no bus. Don't see it. And it's snowing, okay? It's actually snowing really hard, and it's like nighttime. So I'm just sitting there, sitting there. The next bus is coming in 30 minutes, mind you. 30 minutes comes. Yo, it was pitch black, so (laughs) maybe he didn't see me. He didn't see the other two people there with me. Either way, the bus driver drives right by us. No. Bro, didn't even stop. Like, this guy started running. The guy I was there with, he started running to try to get his attention, but the guy just zoomed off. By the time the bus came at 11.08, yo, we were pissed. I just kept my mouth shut and just got in the back. The man that would chase that bus just started going in on this bus driver. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? And the thing about it is, like, you know how Brampton and Mississauga are, right? Like, it's like, you that like the bus that you need to get to your stop may not be running yeah at the time yeah, you get there yeah. and that's what happened man so i had to call an uber part way home at that point and it was uh... just like bro like this is bullshit so honestly to all the people that are waiting for the bus in toronto during this foolish time period man i you know i empathize with you i feel bad for you hopefully this you don't ever have to live through the experiences that I've lived through on the bus. Are they entitled for some compensation? Bro, do you think the TTC is going to give compensation? You don't think the TTC could maybe during the time, this time being. So let's say a month, they lower prices by, Bro. <laughs> I don't know. Like Yo, you got to stop this spent? foolishness, man. No, I think You got to stop this foolishness, no, Mike. But Ron, this is a big thing. And you got to remember, we're in a pandemic. So we need to be a little bit more sensitive with people's financial, financial situations. Like, what if someone gets terminated due to this, right? They don't give a rat's ass, man. They're letting, they, there's 2,000 people at their company who haven't declared if they're vaccinated or haven't gotten vaccinated. And they're not allowing them to come back, even though they know that that would resolve this issue. There's no way these guys are giving back money. No way. They're not decreasing anything. They've lost a lot of money, too. You know, like these guys are just like, nope, 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 nope. Nothing ever comes down in this world. They need the support. The people need the support. And I wish they could, but. They ain't doing it, Mike. You're dreaming in Technicolor, man. I I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> but like again, Ron, but again, I'm I'm going back to my previous point. Why do they need to be vaccinated? They don't. They're pa- there's all those passengers that are on the on the that take the bus subway, they they don't declare their their status. So why should the the workers? At the end of the day, I just think that Everything that we've seen with this, it always comes down to whoever you're talking to about this. You know, the TTC has a mandate. That's their mandate. You got to deal with it. That that that's essentially what it always seems like in this world, like right now. So if your company is telling you you need to get the vaccine, you have two options: get the vaccine or quit. And that's it. You know, that's the only option that seems that they're ever going to give. It doesn't necessarily make sense all the time. But it it just is what it is. So I've come to the realization that, you know, to some degree, we got to accept it. 
because it doesn't seem like these people are ever going to fall back. Yeah, until until we fight back, but you we we ain't <laughs> fighting back, you know. So that ain't happening, Mike. No, I'll, I'm. Let, let's definitely move on on that because you know, you just said something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, something crazy too that for some of us we didn't actually think was going to happen. It seems like Drake and Ye have ended their beef. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So allegedly, Ye was at uh, Drizzy's mansion recently. So that means that this guy was in Toronto. That's very interesting. So he's <laughs> I, I listened to the Drink Champs, and apparently he only has one vax. I don't know which vaccine he got, but he only had one. So it seems like rules, you know, they bend them for certain people. Or maybe he has his own, you know, charter or jet or something. You know, you never know. Maybe that's Drake why. Drake probably flew him in, you know? <laughs> probably flew him in. Yeah, well, apparently Kanye is trying to have a benefit concert in L.A. And he reached out to Drizzy uh, regarding this. Apparently, it seems like these guys have broken bread and essentially just, like, you know, called a truce or just ended this this weird beef, you know, they're two of the best artists of this generation. The beef, it, it, I don't think it really is required at the end of the day. Hopefully, we never have to hear about this stuff again. And hopefully, they put out some new music again. Yeah, uh, I'm really happy they're squashing this. Um, it reminds me of that time when Drake squashed the beef with Meek, squashed the beef with Chris Brown. It's good unity, right? Because we need those. Remember, they're 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 icons, they're role models for a lot of people, and when you see them fighting and having this dysfunctional lifestyle, people are gonna try to copy it and mimic it, right? But now they're able to see, hey, you know what? If they can live peacefully, I can do it too. But my question now is, mm-hmm. what happens with Pusha? Does this? Like, do you squash the beef automatically with him, or does the beef stay? I never really thought about it. I I feel like if you truly don't like a person, because I don't know. I, I never know if this stuff is real, because these guys are making a lot of money. Yeah. So it's not like they're really going to do anything, or you would hope. You know, obviously, some yeah. people do. But when you've reached this level, I don't think anything's going to happen. So maybe, maybe this gets resolved, or maybe it doesn't even need to get resolved because it seems like if Kanye is cool with him, Pusha ain't going to do nothing to him. So that's probably what it is right now. They don't have to like each other. They clearly do respect each other, uh, lyrically at least. So um, hopefully that's the end of that, man. I, like these, these beefs, you know, they're entertaining, you know, but... Like, I don't think, I guess I'm getting to the age where it's just like, I don't really care for it anymore. Maybe there are, there is a certain demographic that does. When you have beef with someone, it's sometimes the craziest thing. Cause I was, I was thinking of some of the beef I have with certain individuals and I'm like, uh, I was listening to a Rick Ross song, uh, Rick Ross and pop smoke, uh, manslaughter. And then Rick Ross, mm-hmm. he's like, could have solved this, could have solved this with just a text. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, think of, I'm thinking of all the problems I could have solved with just a text. Some people don't want to solve problems, though, you know? Yeah. 
is so you know like uh, the way i look at it is just like leave it be man like if you don't like me i don't like you let's just we don't need to talk we don't need to do anything just let's keep it cordial if we are in the same environment that's all it is just keep it cordial agreed agreed and we see all the all those individuals that are able to kind of push it aside they're able to elevate and kind of become better like look at us exactly man look at us i put i push i push my beef away and look we i won a championship and then we made it to the final <laughs> i don't i don't have a beef with you man it was one way traffic if anything nah definitely coming from your side never never i'm the nicest guy on the planet nicest guy you're not you're not that nice mike you gotta stop it nicest guy I am. Go, uh, go check all this, those surveys. I'm telling you, you're not that nice, man. Just because you play nice with some doesn't mean you are nice. It means that you're a good salesman. That's all it means to me. Hey, they always say if you're good in sales, you're... you can do anything. You could handle any situation. You and your boy, Chris. Yo, both of you guys are good salesmen. Oh, I always had beef with Chris, though. Always. Yeah, because you guys are both good salesmen, man. You guys can, but everyone can see through your shit, eh? That's all it is. But I remember, I remember those first years of fantasy, man. Oh man, every time I would, I won't lie, those first couple of years there was a beef. Like I, I would when I would see you on the schedule, there was a red X. <laughs> I would be on my A game. I always tell you, you're too focused on other people. You just gotta focus on yourself in this thing. You know, and then once you get closer to the end and you see any holes, you know, just fill them in. Exactly. Now, that's all you got to do. Stop watching us, man, especially when it don't matter. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So it seems like Ontario is trying to phase out any paper renewal notices for the driver's license, license plates, and health cards. For me personally, it's not a big issue. Like, I've already started doing everything virtually. Obviously, the things you have to do in person, you do in person. But it doesn't really matter. Um, I was a bit concerned about older people, you know, younger people. some people. But then it, it seems like this is only specific to people in a certain demographic. Any people that live in, like, remote locations, people that are older or younger. You know, those type of people, they're okay to get the paper still, or if they have any special license classes. Um, but it's interesting because now you can choose between getting a text, um, a phone call, or an email. They give you a 60-day notice and a 30-day notice. So it seems like that's the way this world is going. Everything's going paper-free digital. So we just got to get used to it. Yeah, so that means all those... Uh... Phone companies out there, the Samsungs, the Googles, the Apple, y'all better have your security tip-top shape because I don't want no hacker because uh, we hear PlayStations and those video games getting hacked. Nah, I don't want my phone. Wait, wait, hacked. games get hacked like that? I have not been paying attention. Oh, I not not recently, not recently, but we have oh, okay. heard stories over the years where Okay, okay. And we all know I, individuals have their credit cards. People have their credit cards on 
on the game. Yeah, they have them on a lot of things, yeah, man. So but just make sure our stuff is safe. When it comes to uh, going paperless, one thing that's crazy is that they say that in a five-year span, they will save two, uh, tw- sorry, not two, $29 million, which is crazy, right? And they said they're putting it into education. So, hey, I... I want I want to see the the payout because if you're pumping twenty nine million dollars into something, there should be some quick results. So my question, you know, it's just like education. What the hell does that mean? Are they gonna put it into you know improving the kids' environment? Are they putting it into school infrastructure, books, tech, you know, teachers like? What is this twenty nine million going to? That's a very um, you know, it's like a very general thing. They can literally put into anything in education. I agree. I feel hey, and all I it better go towards I would be happy if it goes towards the building and not unnecessary like a school wants to do an extension, right? Like some of those schools that they need a proper ceiling, better chairs better desk and then books and those type of things computers can come after that's second and then third wait books is second well i feel like the environment needs to be in tip-top shape right like i wouldn't want my kids sitting on a messed up chair or a desk that's only has three legs when it should have four you know what that's kind of weird if you're at a school that does have that stuff, I feel like that's kind of suspect. Don't don't you think that that should be like an automatic thing? It is, but hey, Ron, schools get shut down if the funding is not there. So I think we, that's messed up, right? A school getting like shut down, come on. Yeah, this world is a weird world that we it live is. in, man. It is. So that's why, because, and you got to remember, the reason why I'm saying second on the list would be books is that the jobs of teachers right be different try to educate and inspire these kids right you already been around much longer than them so you can you can tell them what steps to take and you can somewhat guide them into the right direction in the future so be inspiring be uplifting be a a difference maker don't be that teacher that i had in high school that said hey mike you can't get into com- com- computer graphic design because you don't know how to draw, which was such a lie. Ah, gets me upset even up to now, but I'll live with it. I always say this. Don't get me started on teachers, man. Oh, my God. There's so many of them out there that are problems for any kid, man. Like, I, I always say to myself, if I am a parent... And my kid tells me anything negative that a teacher said, I'm going to be at that school. I will even call in sick to have words with the teacher because I need to make sure that what they're saying is accurate because there's a lot of them out there that do not have good intentions. There are some, obviously, I don't want to make a cascading statement, but there are some out there that are good, but there's a lot that do not have good intentions. So, you know, you got to be able to navigate and figure out who those ones are. Yeah, I think there needs to be, again, I'm not in that industry, so I don't know. But I wonder if there is some type of evaluation done every so often to ensure that they are still 
in tip top shape and they they meet the standard to still be a teacher. I wonder. Remember, they're unionized, man. They usually have to do something really, really egregious to be let go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But there should be something in place because you got to remember if someone's a, a grade 10 French teacher, they're teaching the same thing over and over and over. So they could that when you do something so repetitive, it opens the door for laziness, being relaxed, being comfortable, being complacent. But you can, to be honest, in fairness to teachers, you can say that about any field, you know? Like literally any job, that can happen. Yeah, yeah, but, but with teachers, they have a huge impact on the future, right? Me at my job, I could be lazy and whatnot, but who does it really have an impact on? Again, it matters what I do for a living, but... Being a teacher, you have a huge responsibility, right? You are, you have a huge impact in some, in a young individual's lives who they are like. We all do though. Who? Anyone that's around kids has a huge impact on their life. Um, I, I think we said it a few weeks back. I feel like if you do a, a proper job with like teaching your kid, putting some good principles in them, you know, like. That that's the first step. Set the teachers definitely do play a big role. A lot of teachers do actually try to improve people's lives. There's some that it doesn't seem like they don't. Ultimately, like it is fair. I I just feel that like we need to do a better job with parents, you know, collectively to ensure that like our kids are stronger, are better. Um, and then yep. I feel like if you get into the situations where you do have a bad teacher or a bad experience with a teacher, then that is something that won't have as dramatic an impact. And if you do get a really good teacher, you know, in your hand, like in your grasp, that'll utilize, you can utilize it to push you, you know, even further. So ultimately, there should be a standard, I guess, as you said, there should be a standard with any job. But the way that this world is, man, it just seems like it's so like, hard to get people to come up with these standards that like the criteria to determine what a good teacher is who knows what that is i think the best way to figure out a standard for anything is that you get individuals that are like exceptional and they are the best now to figure out who is the best you probably would have to go with experience awards their resume what they have done their you know and then you put that all together and then once you figure out who is the top of the top that's when they can create um standards or a criteria those are people that are exceptional right like if you if the standard is always the exceptional what about the people that are like meeting you know what you need them to do or the people that are good but not exceptional you know like what about that? If you're only using the exceptional to make your standard. Okay, so they'll at start, they'll probably just make one standard. But then when they realize that not that not everyone can meet that standard, then that's when they create the levels, right? You got level one, level two, level three, and so on. Well then, that's fair. And um one other thing, they just gotta, you know, like I, I like something that I was just thinking about. 
I feel like a lot of like this whole COVID stuff is just making a lot of jobs harder, especially the ones that are in person. And I do empathize with teachers based off what I see. Like whenever I go on my morning walks, jogs, it just seems like their job is just getting way harder now. Um, it's just a very weird, weird world that we're in. Harder as in with the restrictions? Yeah, I feel like with the restrictions, there's just a lot going on. It it just seems like teachers are there a lot earlier than maybe they should. I don't know how early they need to be there, but like some of these runs I'm going on, like it's like 730 and I'm at the schools by them and like teachers are already there. And it doesn't seem like these schools open till like nine. A lot of them are standing outside the school, making sure the kids have their masks, all this foolishness. It just seems like, man, like every single job now, they're just making everyone a bouncer on top of whatever their job is just weird. But that's something I actively see as I am not going anywhere due to not having the vaccine right now. So I don't see everyone else being a bouncer. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there is like a support system um, in place for these the teachers. Because you got to remember some of these teachers, some of these remember people have died uh, due to uh, this vac to due to this virus. Mm-hmm. Right. So, they're probably playing guidance counselor uh, for some of these psychologists like who psychologist. Yeah. Right. For, for these kids. Cause maybe they might've lost, you know, an aunt, an uncle, a grandma, a grandpa, right. A mom, a dad, right. A sibling. So yeah, it's tough. It's you got to remember man. cause these schools have hundreds of hundreds of kids. So the odds of one of them, uh, being impacted, being impacted, sorry, in a negative way due to COVID is very, very high. And we're not even talking about students. We're also the the other teachers, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to hear that negative news because it will bring water to your eyes, you know, It'll bring tears. It's true, man. Something that always brings tear to, tears to my eyes this real estate market, man. Jeez. These guys, yeah, the, <laughs> these guys are always pulling out all the stops in order to attract multiple bidders. So in Toronto, there's a house that's being listed on, it's in the Toronto East End, so Danforth and Lawrence area. It was being listed as $1. So that was the, the price, like on the ad. This was essentially just a tactic, you know, in order to lure people into bidding. This house apparently is legitimately worth $1.15 million. That's what it was listed at in October. But this is just to attract a bunch of buyers. You know for sure that this house is going to sell for way beyond that. You know, it's a three-bedroom home. Based on the photos I saw, it's not, it's pretty decent looking for three bedrooms and all that. It's a nice home, but... My goodness, man. These guys are literally doing whatever they can to get people to, you know, drive up the price of these houses. It's it's a terrible mindset that these real estate agents have. When it comes to things that people need, essential things that people need to live, food, water, clothing, a home, those are things where you don't that you should take these schemes, these uh, tactics, these, uh, hey, let's, uh, whatever. I, I don't even know the word right now, Ron, but, you know, whatever these tricks that they're trying to pull, 
let's not do it with an essential thing. If you want to do it with jewelry, games, cars, fine, you know, that's cool. But when it comes to these essential things, let's have more of a heart when it comes to these things. That's something that you will not find in this world. The more I navigate through it, the less and less I see of it. Every time I do see it, I really do truly appreciate it, but I don't really expect it, especially in real estate. You know, even with selling cars to some degree, I don't expect them to, you know, have the best interests of the buyer at heart, you know, really and truly. The seller may be, especially in real estate, they'll be like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm going to promise you that I'm going to get you this. And then they're always going to try to get them more than what they promised, you know, just to get their commission. Ultimately, it is a job. It just seems like it's just so ruthless on people that are looking. It, it's just it's just not fun. Yeah, because you. In this situation, it's just a big waste of time. Because obviously, you're going to, you see a dollar, you see it's a nice, decent house. You're going to say, hey, you know, maybe I can actually get this. Then you go, you put in your bid, and then, you know, uh, the person, the real estate agent comes back to you. Oh, yeah. So uh, the, the highest bid that we received is 500000 right? So we just went from a dollar to 500000 and it wastes your time. When you could have been put in, <laughs> no, because think about it. When you could have been put in it's so true. energy somewhere else, um, searching, right? You were, you had to spend some time focused on this property and then by it just, obviously the person's just going to bid high to kind of discourage everyone else. But it's, it's just terrible. Honestly, I hope that whoever bids for that, bids so we know that it's valued at 1.1 i hope someone bids pretty low and it, they just and then they have to end up taking that bid no 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 the the way that this shit works they will definitely not take it no but i i feel you can pull the uh, you could pull it off the table if you're like i'm not getting what i want you know the house is per like what 1.15 they say you know that they're not selling it for anything dramatically less than that if no actually they're not trying to sell it for anything less than that if they do we'll see well it, it all matters what documents right if it's hey you are the highest bidder we automatically have to take your bid then it is what it is right they lose out but i don't see them putting themselves in that type of in that hole not in toronto no one's gonna do that this house is definitely gonna sell for at least one mil you know, like at least there's no way. So just don't waste your time. That's something I do whenever I look at any like resale sites for a property. If I see anything that doesn't make sense, I don't even bother because I know that they made an error. And the next time I check, they're going to correct that error. Like one time I was looking at a house, it was like 199,000, I think it was. That's what it was listed at. And I was like, Yo, this house definitely looks like it's over a mil. <laughs> the next day, I just pulled it up again. It was 1.9 thousand is what they're listing. <laughs> or 1.9 million, sorry. 
is what they're listing it at. Oh, so they forget they they messed up on that. They just made a mess. You know what I mean? Like that's all it is. So it's just like don't even bother when you see this stuff. Don't just look for something that's more realistic. The thing is that you just need to have. It it does work. It's just that you need to have a good team, right? It, as long as you have a, you know what? Not even a good team. You need to have a great, an elite team that will really, really search for you. Because if someone, because hey, some of these realtors, they they can get it done. I have seen it happen. No, they before. can. They can. I I definitely know about those type of deals. But like, usually those are like really extreme situations I you know kind of like agree. you know like lease buster style you know it's usually like that like something that shouldn't be on the market but it is on the market due to some situation that with the previous owners you know what i mean then it's there that that's all it is so it you definitely need to know the right people for that because they do not list that as openly as they do all the stuff that we see that they're trying to get the 1.1 mil for. Yeah. Cause man, that, but again, the price that they have that house listed, just incredible. 1.9 Ron. Bro, someone will buy it. I'm pretty sure, man. Pretty sure. But it won't be you or I. I know that for sure. Nope. Nope. Not me, cause maybe in two years, you know, when we jump off, you know, hopefully we jump off and then we just buy it. You know, you never know. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then we, that will be our recording studio. <laughs> That's all it'll be, just a recording studio. Yeah. You know, we'll just leave it empty and just go there to record. That's it. Who who gets to keep <laughs> the keys though? I would. That's for sure. Wait, why you? I'm more responsible. No, you're not. <laughs> what? I'm surely more responsible. Just because you're the commissioner of the league does not mean you're more responsible. That has nothing to do with me being more responsible. No, I'm just, just, I'm equally as responsible. I don't agree. No, no. Remember, I always used to hand in the assignments. Yeah, and you also did not hand in an assignment, and then you weren't able to graduate with us. Oh man! Oh man! No, <laughs> there's a there's a a snake, but I, yeah. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah, don't, don't let's not get into this again. The one that you'll never forget. Your favorite person in the world after you know your girl. But anyways, snake. there's another. <laughs> there's another story. You know, I'll just say it again. China strikes again. Jeez. So apparently there's a tennis star. She's Chinese. She was a doubles tennis star. Her name is Peng Shui. Essentially, I think it was a couple weeks ago, she called out one of the premiers of China, or like the premier of China, I believe. His name, or vice premier. He was a former vice premier. His name is Zhang Gaoli, I think it is. So she basically said he sexually assaulted her. Um, this was on November 2nd. Since then, she kind of just disappeared. It's kind of weird. So then I think it was Naomi Osaka. That was the first person I saw 
talking about this. She was just like, where is this lady? She just kind of like disappeared. And then like the state sponsored TV, like they, in China, they released an email that Peng Shui wrote saying that she's fine. Everything is good, but there's no pictures of her, no photos of her, no video of her. Yo, honestly, this is why I'm saying when I was younger, I did envision wanting to go to China, but as I am a 33-year-old right now, I have no intention of going there. It just seems like a very, very, you know, insular, like closed-off place. They just do whatever they want. I don't know what's going on here, but it just seems like, you know, all those movies we watch, you know, when you hear about like the Soviet Union, you know, you hear about what happens in North Korea, when you don't go with the flow, they just take you somewhere. Yep. Where that somewhere is, God only knows. But it just seems like one of those situations, hopefully it isn't, hopefully that email was telling the truth, but my spidey sense is tingling for sure. <laughs> no, 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 Ron. It's for her to still not even show her face at all. It's definitely not a good look. It's definitely not good, man. It's, it's, at all. It's not a good look. I wish her all the best. I hope she's safe. I think what needs to, like, something needs to happen. Like, the UN needs to step in right because if, <laughs> if they're er- no one's telling them ron these guys are erasing people <laughs> bro <but laughs> no one can you know, if you could erase somebody mike if you were capable of erasing somebody and going unchallenged would you not do it not to, not at this no i wouldn't no i wouldn't bro these guys, I'm like, I, I, I see that smile on your face, and I do not believe you for one second. The way that these guys are doing it, the first thing I saw is, like, um, I think any um, imagery of, like, that, of men that were more feminine, they were erasing it. That's one thing I saw. They just wiped it off. Like, any celebrities that are, like, you know, becoming, essentially seems, like, too big, they're just stripping them off social media just completely just social media media they're just gone in the country so you cannot find anything about them anywhere then this athlete says that she was sexually assaulted by somebody and then she just disappears like it just it just seems like these guys they 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 do their own thing and nobody can stop them there's too much of this passive mindset that this world has where we want to be politically correct like when someone is wrong we need to be able to not feel pressure to tell them yo you're wrong and you need a you need to correct it whatever you're doing but this is like let's just like i guess let's use the example because we both like basketball this is like like moving like lebron like lebron james a lot of people don't do things to LeBron James. Some things that I think they should possibly do. Because the way I look at LeBron is he's a really big, really strong, really skilled player. The only way to really stop him is to hurt him. 
like fair like you either gotta hurt him or just do what Steph Curry does, just shoot shoot him out of the building. Those are the only two ways to stop him. So ultimately, it seems to me if you're not in a position of power, unless if you know for sure you can beat them, you just don't do anything. You just kind of let them do whatever they're doing. That's that, like that's how people treat him in the NBA. Only the guys that can really beat him do challenge him, and that's how I look at China right now. Like there's such a powerful position that it seems nobody can tell them to do anything, and they just do whatever the hell they want, and they just basically say, "So what? What are you gonna do about it? You know, what about all the stuff you've done? You know, we didn't talk about you doing all that stuff. Why you guys keep talking about us? They just it just seems like that's the way they're moving. I agree. I agree because China has allies. So if someone was, let's say someone was, you know, had the courage to step to China, then China would step, their allies would step. And then that country who's trying to oppose China, their allies would step. And then we got another world war. So they don't want these problems, man. These guys, they don't want the problems. But the thing is that she's a famous person, though. It's not like it was like, again, every life, every life is sacred. Right. And every life is equal. But like. This is in the public's eye, like if it was just a regular person, it would be out of sight, out of mind. But because this is out there. Does the world just kind of sit back and you know, preach what you think is happening. No, but like, it's like, what are you going to do about it? That That's all. It, that's how it looks like to me. Like they can do whatever they want because most people aren't going to do anything about it. That's why people can talk like, to be honest, at least they're bringing it to our attention. These other tennis players, but like, what are they doing about it? what can they do about it? If she's Chinese, she's technically a Chinese citizen. They're telling us that she's fine. They're definitely not going to let people just roll up in the country try and look for her either. So what what can you really do? I guess nothing. I guess you just That's gotta, the thing. I guess you just got to believe that news article, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nothing about that seemed believable. So I don't know what's going on. Like this thing... I just, it just, I don't even know what to say about it anymore, like, man. Whenever I read something like this, I'm just like, wow, like, really? They just did that? Hey, remember, a lot of these movies are based off of real life. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there's like a sprinkle of Hollywood magic, but the idea, the concept, the imagery is from real life. I told you before. Everything that they put on this stuff has a hint of reality in it. Sometimes I think they have more than we even think. It's just about like how we think, you know, like it, they, they tell us what is real and then they, they have these and we just believe it. I don't think a lot of the stuff they show us is real, but that's another story for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> well, then um, another weird one. Another weird thing that I read in Mississauga, apparently there's like this man that's like a night howler. All like he's basically in the middle of the night, just like howling 
Okay, like just howling. I I, I just find this so funny because I'm just like this guy's an X Men. <laughs> Apparently, he just comes into the neighborhood. Everyone's sleeping. Then he just starts howling like crazy. People call the cops. The cops come. The man's gone. And then the next night, same thing happens. Wow. Like, I can only imagine, like, especially if you live in a house and you hear this, you'd be like, what the, what the hell is going on here? But like, this is funny, man. (laughs) Like, I don't know what more to be shocked with the fact that there's someone just howling in the middle of the night. Or the police haven't caught this guy yet. <laughs> I, I, Ron, no, I'm being serious. Yo, I really don't no, know. It, yo, Mike, this makes no sense to me. It says in the article, the man does the howling from 1 a.m. to 3.30 a.m. Okay, that's what he's doing. If you know that this is the window that he comes, why would you not just be camped out there? One, they even have a description of this guy. 5'7", medium build. You know, he wears a orange and red hooded sweater. So like, it seems like someone has gotten a good look of him. So they know his fashion, but they still can't <laughs> get him. Okay. <laughs> oh, my Ron, God. Ron, I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's either the cops are not doing their job or it's an X-Men. It's like Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's Nightcrawler mixed with the Beast. He's howling, oh, but then he's able man. to disappear. It's, yo, what that's is. what I was thinking. Yo. This guy's like, uh, just like teleporting or some shit after it. Because nobody could ever get him. Like, what the hell? Like, what is going on here? Now, oh, now man. Do, do you believe in... And Ron, I'm being serious with the points I'm about to make. Do you believe in, like, Yeti, Bigfoot? Yo, I believe in a lot of things, okay? Okay. So, realistically, I just, I think that there's something to these things. I I, I truly do. Like, we can't necessarily prove them. But, like, I do think that there's something to these things. Okay. So, now, have you watched the movie Twilight? Yeah, I've watched the first one. I like. I couldn't do. I watched. I think the first two, and that was it. I oh, was oh okay. Enough. I watched the whole thing. Hmm. Yeah, no, no. One week, and my girlfriend and I, we just sat down and watched all the movies. But don't worry about hmm. me. So now, do you think this guy maybe could have been like a werewolf from Twilight? Like, uh, aren't all the werewolves like uh, native people in that show or in that movie? Well, they had like. White guys playing real. Oh yeah, the werewolves. But do you think it could be? Get into that. Do you think it could be something like that? Um, I don't know, man. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? The guy literally comes howling for two and a half hours, and then he just disappears. Like, who is this man? Maybe he does have some special powers. Maybe he just maybe he lives in the neighborhood. Maybe he turns into a a, a werewolf and just runs off after who the hell knows maybe maybe it's not the fact that the cops are not doing their job maybe they just can't catch the individual <laughs> i'm 
just saying. Remember, oh, we had remember we had the Brampton Batman at one point. So, yo, I never saw that man. Oh, but I saw. I have a picture with him, eh? Yo, it, yo, honestly, I heard a story. I don't know if it's true, but apparently, some guy I know, his friend, allegedly was speeding, and then the Brampton Batman was following him. And then the cops came shortly thereafter, and he got ticketed. So apparently this guy was truly fighting crime, yo. <laughs> like, this guy is something else, man. I don't know if that's true, but it was very interesting to hear. I felt safe when he was around. <laughs> you know what? Like, now thinking about it, we were talking about, like, werewolves, yetis, you know, Batmans, or fake Batmans. Um, if you could be a superhero, which one would you be? Or if you don't want to answer, what superpower would you like to have? Control time. Hands down. If I can control time, game over. I won. Do you just want to limit it to, you know, changing the clock backwards and forwards or space and time? Everything. Everything. Because technically, if you can control space and time, you can travel. Yeah, like, I want to be able to freeze time, rewind, go in the future. I want to be able to see the lotto numbers, bring it back, win. Yeah, I'm trying to do everything. Okay. I guess that, like, that's definitely what I would have chosen. But I guess just for this purpose, I'm going to choose, like, superheroes. Like, I would be, I would be like Magneto, especially in the world that we live in, or Professor X, Mm. you know? Those are two things, but if I had to choose like an act like a superhero, quote unquote, I choose Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Oh, that's so teeth, though, bro. Come on, that's so. If you're gonna teeth. be a super, if you're gonna be a superhero, wouldn't you choose? You're gonna choose somebody that's way, way, way overpowered. That guy, like can, Manhattan. What can't he do? He can't do any. He can do anything. That's exactly why I'd want to be him. Like the the man is unstoppable. Ron, nah, that that's that that's better than controlling time. Okay, he can see everything. He can see the future. He can see the past. He can see every single possibility. He can. That's why he would be the best one to be. Did you watch that movie that he was in? That TV show. Okay, I read the comic book. That's the only comic book I've ever read, or the graphic novel. Oh. You no, know, it sounds cooler when you say that. There's a The there, Watchmen? Yeah, there's a TV show. I did watch it too. You watched it? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that TV show is pretty good. Like the way how The graphic um, novel is better. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Is it is it Don't watch a movie. Read it. No, I already watched a TV show. No no no. The the comic book is before so it's like, you know, like whenever they're the, the how you know how in the TV show, there's all those guys that wear like the, the mask. Yeah. The white supremacists, basically like they are based off of one of the characters from the comic book, the Rorschach. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. So like everything. So essentially that is what happened in the future, oh, like that okay. world. So you know that old man, the Ozymandias, the guy that's on that planet or some shit? The yeah. old guy that's just, like, weird. Yeah, he's, he's one of the Watchmen, the original. Like, he's the one that created the whole ploy that's going on. 
like that created the world that you saw in that show. Yeah, see that yo, when I was watching it, it was so cuz I was watching it with my boys and I we were starting in the middle of it. And then I actually started watching from the from the beginning and it made a lot more sense. But um you should really read the if you like that, I'm telling you if you read the the graphic novel, it's actually really good. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I actually have it. Like, I keep lending it to people. I haven't seen it in over a year. You my haven't older seen sister, it? That book. Like, my, my older sister has it now. Oh, it's gone. It's just like, I just, like, lend it out, and they read it, and they're like, oh, it's good. And then they pass it on to the next person that was there, and it's like, oh, I want to read it. It's like, all right, yeah. Jeez. So I don't know when I'll get it back. Maybe in, you know, 2030. 20 yeah that might be a little too early but hey yeah but what's okay so then what superhero would you be man um a superhero they're all like boring to be honest what there's so many that aren't boring like the ones that i like their powers they're i would have to like change up my body like i would want to be an like, I want to be as strong as Hulk, but do I want to be big and green? But at the same time, like, I want to have. Come on, man! I want Don't to have. Overthink I want to this. be Iron Man, but do I just want to be pure human? Like, without that suit, I'm nothing. Same thing with Batman. He's super smart. He's super rich. Yeah, but if you if the suit doesn't work, the suit doesn't work. But like, so then just choose one, just one. Who ideally? Of all the superheroes there are out there, who would you want to be? If I had to be one, I guess I'll go with, I'll go with like Green Lantern. Okay. I guess, because he got that ring, you know? And he's able to like create anything he wants with his imagination. So, and <laughs> on top of that, with all the different ring colors, you know, you could be like, you can gain more power, you know, like you have the white ring and the the yellow ring and, you know, the red ring. Combine all that, you're unstoppable. Boom. The blue. Boom. Not my cup of tea, but um, sure, whatever you want, Mike. It's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. I guess the last thing that I saw, I this is another thing I found pretty funny. Um, maybe not funny to the business owner. So there's this restaurant in North York called Sanji Fried Bao. Um, there was a somebody that reviewed on this. I think it was on, I don't know. There was just a review, Google, a Google review. So there's this guy named Jay that put this review. I thought it was funny, okay? So he's like the zero the owner has zero integrity. We made a business offer collab was turned down given the reason they were not interested and the next day they took our idea and proceed with it themselves. And then the owner replies, "Hi John, I don't quite understand what you mean." And then he puts on his Instagram, "Who is this guy? Are you for real?" etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't know. I found it far, funny because he gave him a one-star review, and obviously that really impacts his business. I thought it was funny just because of like the like the commentary that the person put, but like my God, like 
there's some people out there, if this is not true, there's some people out there that really just want to, like, you know, see you burn, it seems like. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, come on, like, run. You know, people go out their way to make sure that you are unhappy and you are miserable. We got those Karens out there who try to enforce the Karen law. So, yeah, yeah. But I do feel like there needs to be some type of system in place to ensure that whoever is making a review, it's actually a a real review. Because if you want to make a review of an app, you actually have to have the app downloaded. So I feel like, I don't know, maybe you have to take a picture of your receipt and it needs to be verified and correct. Because like, if I go to a restaurant and I buy and I buy their their tacos, but then I say their their chicken burger is disgusting. I didn't even buy their chicken burger. So how am I able to comment on it? Right. So (laughs) I feel like there needs to be something in place to make sure that because reviews do matter. Like, I won't lie now because of covid. I actually read reviews, right? Before Whoa. it was just more of a quick, quick thing. But now because we buy so many things online mm-hmm. and we don't have that opportunity to actually go in store, touch it, look at it, you more have to have more trust and faith. So that's why something needs to be put in place to ensure that these reviews are credible. That's definitely fair. The one thing about this review is it seems like it had nothing to do with the restaurant itself which is stupid had everything to do with the owner i don't know how that qualified or how that was allowed but it is what it is that's what we do um or what they do not me but um nonetheless i do agree with your stance like you like reviews are like everything now man because it seems like time to go out is so limited like you can't just be going out like we used to back in the day it's just you can't be going freely like you're just so targeted in what you're doing these days so yeah they are pretty important so it definitely impacts this owner seeing that one star review because all it needs is one man it just was talking about black mirror last week and it just reminds me of that you know like that that episode with the you know the stars allows you to be able to buy stuff or not buy stuff or gets into certain circles like a one star review can really hurt you in the grand scheme of things so even though I did bring it up and I was chuckling, I know that this could be hard for the owner of the restaurant. So all the best regarding your uh, He's going to be fine. Let's hope, man. You never know, man. You never know. As, as Maybe long, that one-star review is going to get people not coming. As long as he has, as long as he's doing what he's supposed to do, his clientele will always still come back, regardless. Um, and as you said, it wasn't even... The, the review wasn't even about the business. So mm. the guy said he mm. copied. But now, you know what? He sh- you know what? The, the person, and this is why I feel like that review is kind of fake. Because if the person copied you, right, you should have been able to post what he actually copied. Fair enough. Right? But so I think it's a fake review. Some people don't, don't care about that stuff. It could be malicious. Maybe there's another fried bow restaurant or bow restaurant down the street that's probably why this guy just let a lion try to sabotage him (laughs) who knows man i don't know but um do you have anything else that you'd like to talk about today mike uh no i just 
uh, everyone prepare for the snow bundle up especially those people that are taking the ttc um (laughs) you better get ready scarves and gloves amazon read the reviews and yeah (laughs) bro yeah i guess read the reviews and don't let your car dealer uh mess you up fight for your rights bro that's for sure man you better fight for yourself or else nobody else will trust me on that i'll update you guys on my car thing hey i better i better be getting some some coupons i want at least some tires or some new mats good luck good luck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy like, said, why why you had to say good luck like that like that was such a strong bro, good luck like yeah i just i just gotta reiterate it they ain't doing shit for you man but if they do hey hey i could be proven wrong i hope you are but i don't believe i you know i hope i am for your sake but um ultimately we never know what will happen till you tell us um so guys thank you for listening to episode 32 of the non knowledge and nonsense podcast you guys, again, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on IG at KNN Podcast and on Twitter at KNN Pod. Rate, subscribe, review, do all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. One love. One love. Oh.